through the all-new GWM Cannon with a powerful turbo diesel engine and an 8-speed ZF automatic transition, which is great because JB can't drive a manual and some say he can barely drive an auto. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. 17 past 8 with Neon Trees and Animal with JB for breakfast thanks to Country Auto's GWM. Bridge Street, West Hamworth. I was uh, walking past the the post office there on Fitzroy Street yesterday, and I came across the the like the line of um, phone boxes. I think there's about four there, and I don't know what prompted me to even think this because there was no one standing using on uh, any of them. And I went, well, when was the last time any of us actually like used an actual pay phone? At all. I mean, Romy, have you used a payphone at all in recent time? Definitely not no. in recent times. No. no. Never. I don't even know if I've ever used one. Maybe once when I was a teenager and I had no credit. Yeah, yeah. But Do you, this might have been before your time, and it pains me to say that, but you'd remember phone cards possibly. Do you remember them? They were like, you could buy them in like five, ten, twenty, fifty dollar increments, and they were literally a card that you inserted into the phone to be able wow. to use it and then the credit would get deducted off the phone card. Well, that makes sense. So I feel like the putting of the coins in was yeah. always a little bit of a struggle for yeah. a lot of people. Like the money just wouldn't go in and then the phone would get cut off. Yeah. So the card makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was all, all the 90s kids all had phone cards in their wallets. Wild. So, yeah. Oh, and then later on, vending machine operators put them on there so you could buy food and drink out of the vending machine with your phone card that was a game changer if you were a kid because you could use all you know your mum gave you the phone card to be responsible so you could ring them if you ever get in trouble but you just wasted all the credit on crap out of the vending machine and nowadays kids just get a brand new iphone 12 plus mega something (laughs) something at the age of three yeah i know it's it's nuts what is going on and that that brings me to this comment from jody on our facebook page um, she had to use one the other day. We walked past one and the kids mentioned, what is that olden day phone, mum? Um, so she had to show them how it works. She had to get the phone. I can't believe that we're using this now as like a museum piece. Yes. As we, we're using the, the pay phone as something that the kids don't understand what that is and point and laugh at it. <laughs> and we have to put coins in it to show them what it was. They thought it was absolutely hilarious. Mm. The kids liked it. Uh, that that reminds me. I don't know whether this still works or not. I actually have in my possession um, the payphone numbers for the payphones at the post office here in town. I tipped off someone at, at Telstra a while back to um, give me these numbers. I don't know whether they still work or not. They probably disabled them so that immature breakfast radio announcers like myself stop ringing it. The number so, you have no. called I didn't know you is not even ring a payphone. Well, I didn't either until I got these numbers. I always thought it was just in the movies when the payphone was ringing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <gasps> dun, dun, dun. It was, look, they, this one time that I did get these numbers and I rang them and it did work, it felt like the movies. I was standing in the, um, oh, that one works. If someone picks up, I don't know. Is it ringing? It is. I hope Telstra don't ring and go, what are you doing? (laughs) What is it like you're illegally using a telecommunications device or something like that? There's got to be a law somewhere. If if anyone is standing outside the post office payphone right now, please answer. (laughs) Either that or I'm like ringing the wrong number or it's going via India or something like that. Um, All right, well, no one's... Oh... 
Oh, that sounds like this. Hello? Is it? No, nah, it was just like someone answered it. I swear. Mm. Either that or that was dust in the phone line. Yeah. Anyway, we'll keep we'll an eye know. on that. Yeah, we'll, we certainly will never know. Yes. <laughs> uh, love to know the last time you have used a payphone or whether you've rang a payphone before at all. Either. 676-229-821. For the all-new GWM Cannon with a powerful turbo diesel engine and an 8-speed ZF automatic transition, which is great because JB can't drive a manual and some say he can barely drive an auto. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. Time to have a chat with Leslie, the recruitment expert. Leslie, thank you so much for your time. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, doing really well, doing really well. A lot of people, obviously, are starting to get out there, look for jobs again as we start to get back to a little bit of normality after all the disruption from the last 12 months. And, of course, one of the important things is once you've nailed the resume and you've nailed the cover letter and you've got the job interview, what to wear to the interview. This yeah. is where you help us out. <laughs> yes, um, it's pretty basic, really. It, it can be common sense. But for those that are struggling, you'd rather be slightly overdressed than slightly underdressed because they can always tell you to tone it down. Whereas if you come underdressed, they might not give you that opportunity because they might feel you're not taking the interview seriously. Hmm. So for men, always wear a suit, but not necessarily wear a tie. Um, because wearing a tie can be overdressed if, if it's not a company that does wear a suit, but at least if you wear a nice suit and shirt, hmm. that way uh, you look presentable and that you've put in effort for the interview. Yes. Um, for the ladies, always dress mo moderate, moderate, <laughs> modestly. Sorry, um, It's better, again, to be slightly overdressed than underdressed and just make sure you're being a little bit conservative because you're not sure who's sitting across you and, and what they're thinking if you're perhaps wearing a slightly low-cut top. So always just think, you know, what is the, the best and mo most modest way that I can dress to make sure I'm giving a good first impression. How about when it comes to um, women as well? What about the shoes and the question of whether you should wear heels? Uh, I don't think heels are necessary. I always say wearing closed shoes, though. So try avoid sandals. Yeah. Um, sandals can dress down an outfit. Yeah. So if you're going to go a flat, make sure it's a nice enclosed flat. Um, you, you still want to be yourself. So don't think if you want to wear bright pink pants, uh, you, you can't. You definitely can. Yeah. Just make sure it looks professional. And if you wanted to wear bright shoes or, or um, extravagant shoes again, wear what you're comfortable in. Just think of it on the conservative side to begin with. Um, and then you can give it a little bit of flair once you're in there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you touched on it briefly before, but definitely researching the culture of the company mm. first. Yeah, and a good thing to do is yeah. to dump on their LinkedIn page. Yeah. So if you're going for an interview and you're going for Bob's uh, recruitment or something, dump on their LinkedIn because they'll often post social gatherings or mm. um, networking events and you can actually see what everyone else is wearing day to day in the office. Yeah. So where you can do a bit of a, a Facebook or LinkedIn stalk and see if you can pinpoint what the uh, attire is like in that office. I remember years ago, very I'd, I'd gotten the job very first day on the job, working at a radio station in Rockhampton, which was like the most casual workplace I think I've ever seen ever in my life. And <laughs> like even the sales guys there that were out seeing the banks and all of that to get cash, they were wearing like tropical Hawaiian shirts. It was that casual. <laughs> and I rocked up to first day wearing a full-on three-piece suit with tie. Oh, and no. I rocked up and literally the boss on our first meeting, literally burst out laughing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, 
And you don't want to do that either. No. You don't want to overdress. You don't want to underdress. Um, and, and it's, you know, in an interview, it's good to ask. Just yes. say to them, yeah. what is the attire? What would you like me to wear on yeah. my first day? Is what I'm wearing okay? Would you like me to dress it up? Would you like me to dress it down? And they'll actually appreciate that you've yes. asked that question as well. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Because first impressions, they do make all of it count. Yes, yeah. yes. And you don't want to be the guy that everyone says, you're the suit guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which is me. Uh, Leslie, thank you so much for the chat. Some great tips there. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks to Country Autos Hubble and its new car thinking. This is JB for breakfast with just, well, old thinking. 92.9. We'll get to your frustrating little things in just a moment, but... Uh, one side frustrating little thing, is it just me or has this week gone really slow? I know it's the first full week we've had to work. The last two weeks we've had four-day weeks. I didn't think on Monday when I woke up that was going to be a big issue, but, jeez, it's dragged on, hasn't it? Or is it just me? Surely it's not just me. Jeez, this week's gone really slow. And nice to know that others agree with me. There's one thing we can all, I think all of us agree on, uh, you know, there's no bipartisan bits and pieces going on here. Phil, very slow, but I, I love... Is this being pessimistic? I, I get some of those mixed up sometimes. Very slow, but it's all downhill from here. Optimistic, isn't it? That's being an optimist, Phil. Very slow, but all downhill from here. From Phil, thank you. Sarah, very slow. And Samantha, for show... I feel like yesterday should have been a Friday. I agree totally, Samantha. Glad it's not just me. Frustrate little things. We do this every single Thursday. Get your frustrations off your chest. Don't build it up, okay? It's good to get it out there into the universe with your frustrating little things. Mine's having to work a full week after all the public holidays lately. Amelia, her frustrating little thing. Thanks, Amelia. When you park the car too far inside the garage and trip over the shoes you left on the floor in front of the car and rip your pants on the number plate of the car as you trip. Chris, his frustrating little things. Hearing people say it is a stapler on the smash for cash after you say 27 times before the calls that it's not a stapler. Chris, you and me both, brother. Yvette. Being told you don't have the right of way walking on a pedestrian crossing when the sign says watch for pedestrians. Yeah. Look, Yvette, sorry if you nearly got ran down by someone and then I'm assuming that you've said, hey, look out for me, and they've gone, nah, you don't have right of way, and you actually do. My parents, the very first visit, I think this is a testament for our friendly Tamworth nature. My parents years ago, very first visit here to Tamworth, and I've approached one of the zebra crossings in Pill Street and I've just about, you know, I'm, I'm about to go gun-ho over the road knowing the cars will stop for me because this is Tamworth. They're nice. They do this. And my mum's gone, hey, no, 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 no. Wait for the car to drive past. And I've said to mum, no, they'll stop. Watch. And the car slowed down and mum and I could graciously crossed the street as the car had stopped and mum was very surprised. She said, they don't do that in the cities. 18 past seven, you're frustrating little things on our Facebook page. Oh, you know, give me a...